Well, howdy, Hootathunkers. This is the host of the Hootathunkin podcast, Zeb, coming at you with episode 156. Um, this is titled The Anchorage Parking Fairies. It's about a peaceful protest on the top of the globe. Before we get into that, I'm going to do the recommendation segment where I recommend to you something you should check out that I've either done myself or I'm interested in. Sometimes it is related to the main topic. This week, it is not. This week, I recommend you check out the YouTube channel Zefrank. That's Z-E space Frank, F-R-A-N-K. And their YouTube facts or their uh, YouTube uh, videos, True Facts. They're pretty cool. They're mostly about like nature species. Like it could be a slime mold or beavers or whatever in nature. And they have a ton of research that backing their, their videos, which is kind of, you wouldn't guess if you started watching one, you wouldn't think, wow, this is a heavily researched topic, scientifically accurate information because well, some of it isn't, they crack jokes, but you know, when they're joking and when they're telling you a true fact about something in nature um they sprinkle in a ton of humor to make it entertaining these are educational videos with mind-blowing facts things that you'd be like oh my gosh um that just happen to be downright hilarious for adults the humor is not meant for kids i think kids would get some of their jokes but most of them would go right over their heads they're for us the adults the voice actor is a pro he arguably makes the videos he's so good at what he does it almost just sounds like he's trying to emulate Morgan Freeman with like his cadence and everything. Um, but you can tell it's definitely not Morgan Freeman. Check out their videos. Um, I put one on the blog uh, called the one I, I really thought was funny about beavers. One of the mind blowing facts that I thought was funny. There was a bunch of them, but one of the ones I thought was really funny was beavers actually have to eat their food twice. I posted this on my Facebook account too. <laughs> beavers eat wood. So they eat the stuff on the outside that has a lot of nutrition and it's a lot softer than the wood in the middle. And the reason why they usually fell trees is because they want to get to the wood that tastes really good, the branches and stuff. So they'll knock down a tree so they can reach it because unlike most other rodents, they can't climb. So anyway, they eat this wood and I guess wood isn't the most easily digestible diet. So once it goes through their digestive system, they don't get many nutrients out. So once they go into their little dens and they're safe, they poop and then they eat their poop so that they can digest the food twice. And some of the, some of the comments on the video were, uh, not only do beavers have to chew the crap out of their food, they have to chew the food out of their crap. <laughs> and then they showed, he showed a picture, showed a picture of a beaver in his den and you didn't know what it was doing. It was like curled up. And he said, what that beaver is doing is eating chili right out of the can, so to speak. <laughs> You're watching a beaver eat its own poop, which I guess is a normal, natural thing, I guess, for the beaver. So that was fun. Um, That's a good example of, wow, I didn't know that about the beaver. That's a true fact, but also a hilarious way to deliver it. So check them out. That's why I enjoy it. I love nature documentaries and I love humor. And the channel Zafrank seems to do a really good job at uh, merging those two things. Now for the main event the Anchorage Parking Fairies. Once upon a time in a land far to the north, there was a city called Anchorage, Alaska. Back in the 90s, it was a lot more common to come across a mom and pop gas station, like an independent gas station. While they still do exist today, I've been to some, you are much more likely to happen upon a Sheets, a Wawa, a Rudders. That's what big name, big company gas stations are called around me, but I know they do differ all throughout the country. So, you know, any of the other big name gas stations, you're much more likely to come across those than like a Bob's Convenience and Gas Place. And that's where our story this week takes place. Anchorage, Alaska in the 90s, centered around a gas station. 
Today we learn the story of a woman named Carolyn Piquillo. Uh, everyone called her Lenny. Lenny was born in 1959 and her family moved to Anchorage in 1988 and ran what would become Anchorage's last independent gas station, Courtney's Tudor Service. It was a place with character. It had like these tacky pink decorations. It held seasonal events, which I find adorable. They had things like bring your most rotten pumpkin around the Halloween season and you might win a free tank or something like that. And they did a beach promo where they filled the place with sand, <laughs> which I find that how cool would that be if your local gas station did stuff like that? They were a family shop run by sassy, opinionated, sweet ladies on a street full of much better funded competition. Much big name gas stations were on the same street as them, but they held out the longest. In the year 1994, Lenny was out and about on the town running errands. When she returned to her car, she found a nice little $75 ticket on her windshield. A parking ticket. The truck she parked... Uh, with was newly purchased and the previous owner had put the parking registration sticker on the wrong side of the bumper which she didn't know that she appealed to the court and said hey look i didn't know it was i had the sticker it just wasn't on the right side of the, the correct side of the bumper and they were like cool we'll reduce your ticket to 25 bucks now if you were in lenny's situation i get it technically you're supposed to put the sticker here but it was on the other side of the bumper, but she still had the ticket. It was a registered vehicle. It was a registered registration only parking area, but she, the vehicle was registered. It just put the sticker wrong. Lenny got pissed. <laughs> she went to the local news giving an interview saying, so I'm mad now and I got a big mouth. <laughs> and I love that quote, the Anchorage daily news. They're the ones, they're the main source for this story. Um, they're the ones that did that interview with Lenny back in 1994. Um, so big shout out to them. Funny as hell. I'm mad now and I got a big mouth. Uh, parking fairy Lenny Pacquio prepares to plug a parking meter. I got a good, uh, a lot of good pictures on the blog, but also that picture of her trying to, you know, put some money into a parking meter. That is the main image for this episode. And she looks like a lady you do not want to mess with. <laughs> She looks like a lady that I would love to be running my local gas station. <laughs> the APA, also known as the Anchorage Parking Authority, was known for being aggressive as hell in their enforcement for parking violations. They didn't cut anyone a break and sometimes even blatantly gave out citations that weren't necessary. Um, like, well, we'll get to the examples. They're a parking authority, yet they gave out tickets for, for people having their snow tires on out of the season like why you're a parking authority why do you care they even ticketed people for uh, cracked windshields Linny, like her fellow fellow anchorage citizens knew about this bad rep that the apa had so she decided to do something about it using her gas station as a means to reach the people she put a 75 dollars reward for the best slash worst apa story that was submitted from the Anchorage Daily News' ADN.com. In one submission, a woman was ticketed for parking in a handicap spot. Her car was properly tagged for handicap parking, but she was downtown for several hours while her children participated in a spelling bee at the Performing Arts Center. The bee was long, so during the lunch break, they left, they returned, and parked around the corner from their morning spot. She was told it was, quote, illegal to park twice in the same block in the same day. Are you joking? <laughs> what? In another submission, a man claimed he was ticketed for parking 10 inches from the curb, even though the Anchorage Code allows a gap of 18 inches. So these sort of stories are pretty commonplace. The whole cracked windshield, the you still have your snow tires on, even though it's it's May or whatever. Um, handicapped 
you when I first said someone got a ticket for parking a handicapped spot, you'd be like, oh no, they were they were completely allowed. They were handicapped. They had handicapped to like registration and everything. It was just that they parked in the same place. Uh, so they but they dinged her for the handicap. It's it's crazy, crazy. Lenny's sister, it would piss me off too if I live in a city that was that brutal about their parking. Lenny's sister Susan started to get behind Lenny's plight and came up with a genius plan. Instead of just collecting stories, she came up with the parking fairies. Apparently, the Piquillo sisters were known for being sassy, taking revenge, and not really caring if they embarrassed themselves along the way. You see, Susan had worked in downtown or in the downtown area in the 80s and was painfully aware of how bad the uh, Anchorage Parking Authority was and how unbending they were when it came to citations. So Lenny and Susan put on an put on and put an old coffee can like in one of those old tin coffee cans on the counter at Courtney's Tudor Service gas station asking for donations to fill the expired parking meters. They received about 86 bucks in the first day, which I was like, hmm, that's that's pretty good. 86 bucks in the first day and knowing people just donating for what a, a, a concept they probably never heard of. 86 bucks. The sisters rounded up to 100 by donating their own money. And now my first thought was, wait a minute, you know, won't giving this money that like they asked for this money. and They were like, hey, give us this money and we're going to feed meters all day so people don't get ticketed. And I thought, wait a minute, if you put money in in meters, wouldn't that be like giving money directly to the APA? Wouldn't that be helping them? No, not really. You see, most parking authorities make most of their revenue on writing people's citations than they do on parking fees. So it's in their best interest to catch people breaking their rules. So you can see how that's a conflict of interest of having a good society. Instead of, I mean, tech, in ideal society, you want people to follow the parking rules and then you make money off of that. No, they made more money off the citations, so they made these rules kind of confusing, and they, you know, you can see how that's a problem. Well, here's some info I found in the topviewnyc.com and their article, how much, how much 25 major cities make in parking ticket revenue per capita. I actually found this was interesting. I never thought I'd be just interested in parking statistics, but while parking tickets can be frustrating for drivers, cities often apply the revenue to beneficial transportation projects, such as improving bike, bus, and infrastructure. Unfortunately, some cities have leased their parking meters to private companies, eliminating profit that could have been funneled into the city infrastructure. Hmm. So when the city, I mean, I'm... I'm not always I'm not going to say the government's always good with with what they and how they use their money, but I can see how this is a problem. Since private companies took over Chicago's parking meter system, prices have steadily risen. According to the Chicago Sun-Times, Chicago's parking meter system ranked raked in 134.2 million in 2017, putting private investigators on course to recoup their entire 1.16 billion investment by 2021 with 62 years left on the lease that's insane so these companies come to the a city and they say hey we'll give you you know as an example here in chicago 1.16 billion dollars so that we can run your meters we get all the money and we'll we'll take this off your hands and for that we you know you'll let us we'll give you this amount of money and we get to run it for 62 years well they're on track to make that back in no time if they're making 134 million in a year. So crazy. They make it back and they just rake in the money. Unfortunately, Anchorage wasn't one of those 25 cities. So I couldn't see how Anchorage was doing. And when I Googled, was Anchorage's 
uh, uh, Anchorage's parking authority, private or or government. I, I couldn't find it. I didn't know what to Google. I couldn't find it. But it was enlightening to know that private parking authorities practically rake in the money from a city. It honestly sounds like a parasitic business model to me. I mean, while a city government run parking authority can take that revenue and put it to better use in the city and is kept in check by their voters, a private parking authority is incentivized to over-ticket the population and give none of it back to the population. Granted, like I said, governments governments don't always run parking authorities in an ethical way, but at least they are supposed to, and they can be checked by their voters. It just sounds odd. It sounds to me like the Anchorage Parking Authority had it good. They were doing that whole thing where they're just raking in the money, and they were enjoying all that and, and over-ticketing until they mess with Lenny and the Paquillo sisters. <laughs> With their $100 raised at Courtney's Tudor Service gas station, they put on tights, tutus, and fairy wings before heading out to pay parking meters. They were quickly called the parking fairies, seen as civic heroes looking for parking meters that ran out of time. They saved their fellow Anchorage citizens from outrageous parking tickets and took money away from the APA while they were at it. So they were, they were helping the people and they were taking a little bit of revenge legally and peacefully against the people that had given Lenny her ticket, which I love it. I love it, you know? Um, Lenny and her sister Susan were having fun. They went out and bought a three-wheeled 1973 Cushman vehicle. And I have pictures on the blog, but if you would just type in 1973 Cushman uh, three-wheeled vehicle or whatever, you'll <laughs> this thing looks so fucking dinky and cool. The same vehicle the parking authority used to get around back in the day, except the Piquillo sisters painted their Cushman quote-unquote, Courtney Pink. It was their ferry model. Nowadays, the APA was too cheap to give their uh, meter maids a vehicle and made them leg it every day. So the parking ferries had an advantage over them. While the actual parking authority, people had to walk everywhere. They're scooting around. I love it. I think it's hilarious. They went out and bought the vehicle that the APA used to use and were driving it around to legally take money away from them in a roundabout way. Lenny said, we went downtown and we weren't allowed to leave until the money was gone. So they got, they would raise money at their gas station, go out, spend every single dime on these meters, making it so basically free parking for the city, but it's for off the backs of people donating at their gas station, which brings people to their gas station. It's, it's a win, 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 win. The only people not winning, <laughs> Anchorage Parking Authority. The APA's head honcho, Dave Harbor, thought it was cute at first he thought it was no threat to the apa public relation and nothing but a mere advertising campaign for their gas station he like most thought the donations for parking ferries would dry up within like a few weeks but he was wrong the media caught wind of the parking ferries and put the spotlight on them usa today a national news source national did an article about them in 1994 the donations flowed like a river it was crazy people on the street would run down the ferries just to give them cash cars stopped in the middle of the street to donate office workers would hear the ferry mobile coming down the street and would throw donations out the window no joke that's crazy when a community feels that it can make a difference in a universally supportive and peaceful way it is a beautiful thing and I think that's what the media caught on to. Like, this is a great story. In less than a year, they collected over $100,000. I can see how most people would be willing to donate to this cause. But with a number like 100 k in under a year, those Pakeo sisters must have been persistent. Or charming, I don't know. <laughs> Dave Harbour 
the APA head honcho was feeling the pressure by 1995. And he knew that he had to make some changes, but refused to acknowledge the parking fairies. He didn't come out and say, oh, it's because of them. He didn't he didn't give them the time of day. He said, we are doing different things now. Some of them came up during the dialogue with the assembly. So that's it. He didn't, he didn't say fairies or anything. By 1996, David Harbour resigned from his position at the APA. And by 1997, the citizens of Anchorage had spoken. Their votes left the parking enforcement in their city with only, with sworn police officers only. The APA was gone. They couldn't enforce anything. And in 1996, the ferries gathered some volunteers outside the town square. They still filled, filled meters there, but their main goal was to raise money for hungry children in less fortunate countries. And I love that. These, these sisters realized we're doing something big here. Like the whole community's behind us. A lot of people thought this would be gone in weeks. This is years now, you know, five plus years. Or, you know, this is crazy. And instead of taking that power and doing what a lot of people would do, uh, you know, pocketing it, let it go to the gas station, which I'm sure this is like great public public relations. Their gas station was probably doing great. But instead, they raised it for charity to feed children abroad. I think that's amazing and really touches your heart, you know. After Dave, Dave Harbour's departure, a one Charles Wolferth tried to appeal to the fairies, say, hey, you know, trying to be nice to them, but he wanted to bring back the parking authority. He failed. In 1998, the fairies ended their time in Anchorage. They were done. There was a ceremonious burning of their wings outside City Hall, which I thought was really cool. State Representative Fred Dyson officially recognized the good work the Piquillo sisters did under the name of the parking fairies. So they're officially recognized by state representatives. And yeah, the parking mobile had like little advertising from local businesses on it. So cool. Sadly, in 2003, the Courtney Tudor service, their gas station closed down as Anchorage's last independent gas station. And even sadder, 2006, Lenny died at the age of 47. She had been battling with muscular dystrophy for a while on top of injuries from a car accident. Her sister, Susan Piquillo, said... When she'd come into the room, she'd charge every ion in the room. Wow, that's a great compliment. I wish someone could say that about me. That's amazing. The very next year in 2007, they named the new parking garage, the Lenny Piquillo Parking Garage in her honor. And you might think, well, if I could be named after everything, why a parking garage? I don't know. But she was the parking fairy and it opened in 2008. The parking garage was a nice has a nice glass mural of the parking fairies putting money into parking meters along with the, the the fairy mobile. They also made a plaque that has the history of the parking fairies on it. So I do think it's actually kind of a nice memorial. Surprisingly, the parking garage won an architect award, the 2010 American Institute of Architects Merit Award, an award almost unheard of to be won by a parking structure. The people who voted on the award uh, winner said, it's not easy to do a beautiful parking structure, but this one manages to reach a very high level of design. So that's pretty cool. Um, if you have to be named after a parking garage, this seems like a pretty good one to be named after. Before she died, Lenny saw a vote to revive the parking authority again, emerge in her local community. The votes, the votes uh, to keep the APA dead won by a landslide. So she was pretty, you know, that's a nice, I don't bit more of it but that's a nice send-off you know her, her thing that she cared about so much and put a lot of time into still kept going today anchorage parking is run by a couple private companies competing with each other they are only allowed to enforce actual parking regulations and not the huge range of other offenses like cracked windshields anymore the stuff that really ticked off lenny 
And while the parking garage named after Lenny may have beautiful architecture, the authority running it seems to overcharge with like a $20 fee for just a few hours. But that isn't the only thing, the, the legacy of the Paquillo parking ferries left from that uh, uh, ADN.com. Again, a better honor for the parking ferries is the score of imitators across the country. The Anchorage parking ferries appear to be the first to receive national attention in America, but there were similar meter maids in Australia dating back to 1965, but they dressed in tiny golden bikinis. In other words, they weren't exactly making the same point. One of the most colorful successors was a clown street performer in Santa Cruz, California named Mr. Twister. He garnered national media coverage in 1995 after he was ticketed for putting a quarter in an expired meter. Business associations in Canada and America have seized upon the idea of parking ferries. In 2004, a group of Coconut Grove, Florida business owners hired an actor to work as a parking ferry, hoping to make customers feel more comfortable about parking in the area. The Coconut Grove Ferries, Wings, and Tutu borrowed directly from the Paquillo sisters. In 2013, the city of Keene, New Hampshire, sued a group of meter maids. There were, they were called the Robin Hoods. The New Hampshire Supreme Court ruled in 2015 in favor of the Keene Robin Hoods, allowing them to continue. Lenny would have been happy. I just thought that was a very touching story about Lenny and her sister in the parking ferries. And a special thanks again to the Anchorage Daily News. I relied heavily on their article as they're, you know, they're the best source for the story. I tried to find other sources, but a parking story doesn't really seem to have many sources. I could not find that 1994 USA Today article, but I did find a weird website. <laughs> well, I found another <laughs> another article is decent length about the parking ferries, but it's from the other perspective. <laughs> this is so bizarre. Here's a little side story that I have to call attention to. There's a website for parking enthusiasts and parking professionals. It's called parkingtoday.com. <laughs> and I was re I was like, cool, I found another decent sized source for this but I, I couldn't really use anything they said because it was such a weird opinion. In my opinion, they take themselves and parking way too seriously. <laughs> I don't know who it is writing this stuff, but you can tell they're kind of like older and a little bit awkward. I, <laughs> and I don't think they're a professional writer. The article suggests parking authorities should put emojis on parking tickets to seem nicer to the people they ticket and to appeal to the younger crowd like us millennials, which us millennials aren't really that young anymore. We're getting kind of old. <laughs> I'm almost 30 <laughs> and I'm like one of the younger millennials. Here's what they said about the parking ferries. And this is quote directly from <laughs> parkingtoday.com. <laughs> I know this isn't a happy story for the parking authority, the municipality or the media manufacturers involved. It's probably a horror story to anybody within the parking industry. I can see how disruptive, antagonistic, and damaging this kind of behavior would be to an organization that is doing difficult and necessary work. <laughs> so, so I'm not condoning it, even though I find the story entertaining. I especially like the part where they dressed up like fairies. I appreciate people with that kind of self-confidence. I would wish, I wouldn't wish the parking fairies on any city. <laughs> I... I am trying to imagine at what point in the story the Anchorage Parking Authority could have placated these angry imps. <laughs> I think I think it's safe to say a friendly gesture made uh, pretty early on in the scenario could have changed everything. <laughs> See what I mean? They take parking way too seriously. What is <laughs> the best? The best one. Uh, people doing difficult and necessary work. <laughs> 
it's a horror story. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. So that, those were just some of my favorite paragraphs. But the whole thing, I have a link to it on the blog, parkingtoday.com, their article about fighting the parking fairies. The whole thing is hilarious. <laughs> I, could, I didn't want to read the whole thing on here, though. So that was funny. And one other source, um, top news, UPI.com. Never heard of them. Couldn't even find out what UPI stands for on their website. <laughs> but they, they did an article about Lenny's death because, you know, it was a popular story back in the 90s. And that's where I got the quote from her sister, Susan. When she'd come into the room, she'd charge every ion in the room. So those are very few sources. I get that. Um, just to let you know. But <laughs> a little laugh at, the, at the end there about parkingtoday.com. Thanks for listening, Huda Thunkers. This was a fun one. A heartwarming, touching story about a, a, a peaceful protest on the top of the globe. Thanks for listening. Until next week. <laughs>